your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, March 25th, 2021. Your boy Q here with you as always. And of course, you can find me on Twitter, as many of you do, at your boy Q254. Appreciate all the love that I got from the little radio hit that I did with Vinny Bonsignor on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 on Tuesday. Put it on Wednesday's show. Definitely appreciate all the feedback that I got by way of Twitter. Uh, That was awesome. So thank you, thank you, and thank you some more. Uh, Coming up on today's show, got a big show for you. I didn't have any calls or texts off that Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line on Wednesday's show, but I will have it on today's show. That's coming up in segment number three, calls and texts. Segment number two, going to uh, have a little bit from Daniel Jeremiah. He uh, broke down Alabama's pro day that they had. They're actually having two pro days, but following pro day number one, which was on Tuesday, uh, he had a little bit of a, a, a media session, about 15-minute media session. So I'm going to bring to you some of the sounds from that, that media session that pertains, that could potentially pertain to the Raiders. Let's put it like that. Then also so TCU safety Trayvon Merrick, a guy that Mel Kiper Jr. has mocked to the Raiders at number 17, or at least he did at one point in, in his mock draft 1.0, I believe. Either way you look at it, uh, he had a mock to the Raiders at one point at number 17 overall. Uh, you'll hear from him as well. TCU had their pro day last week, uh, last Friday, and I was on that, that conference call following. So got a little bit of sound for Trayvon Merrick. That'll all come up in segment number two. A lot of good stuff as we're getting closer and closer to the NFL draft. Here in segment number one, news and notes of the day as I always do. Before we get into that though, I do want to tell you today's episode is being brought to you by rockauto.com. They have an amazing selection, super low prices, all the parts your car is ever going to need all from one spot. That's rockauto.com. Make sure you let them know that the Lockdown Raiders podcast sent you. That means that I'm doing my job. So let's go ahead now, jump into segment number one with news and notes of the day. I think the biggest piece of news that came out on Wednesday about the Raiders had to do with quarterback Marcus Mariota. Now, we've talked in great length about the fact that he took that restructured deal and decided that he'd come back to the Raiders uh, at $3.5 million instead of the $10 million that he was originally scheduled. And then you heard from Marcus Mariota as he was on a TV station in uh, in Honolulu and was just saying that he was excited to be back with the Raiders. Uh, it was the ninth island. Uh, he was fired up about it. And so, uh, anyway... Some more details about his contract actually rolled out on Wednesday, kind of late Wednesday evening. Uh, And the fact is that he received a no-trade clause as part of his renegotiation with the Raiders, so they can't just trade him anywhere, you know? And that's the thing. A lot of people, including myself, thought, okay, well, that's a lot more easily traded now. That contract, you could trade it a lot easier than you would have been able to trade that uh, original contract. So now they just can't send him anywhere. Now he has to approve it. He has to absolutely say that, yeah, that's a team that I'll go to. So it's very rare that you see a backup quarterback with a no trade clause, but he does have one. And that was part of him renegotiating and uh, lowering his, his contract. So he has the option and he has the choice of where he goes or where he doesn't go. So he's got a little bit of control, even though he's got a little bit less money. The Raiders made some signings official on Wednesday. Richie Incognito, he's back with the Silver and Black on a one-year deal. Of course, he uh, missed 14 games in 2020 because of injury. Uh, He's got to get back to that 2019 form when he first signed on with the Raiders and played in 12 games and uh, was a Pro Bowl alternate. He's got to be back to that form. All reports are that he is. 
you know, 100% healthy and ready to go. So that's good. He's back. Uh, Denzel Good, he's a guy that played multiple positions for the Raiders in 2020. He played guard, played tackle, whatever they asked him to do, he was able to do. He got a, a, a two-year extension, so he's back with the Raiders, and uh, they made that signing official. And then Nick Martin, and I know a lot of people aren't very high on Nick Martin. He comes over for the Texans. He was a former second-round draft pick back in 2016. He started all 62 games that he's played in. He did get banged up and injured his very first year, his rookie year. I remember he, uh, he was out for the whole season, but 62 games, 62 starts for uh, the former 50th overall pick in the 2016 draft. And the good thing about Nick Martin is he's very versatile. He's the center, but he could also play guard. And as we all know, Tom Cable needed a lot of guys to be versatile in 2020 when they got hit with a lot of injuries. So Nick Martin, if he has to play center, uh, he can. If he needs to kick over and play guard, he can. Obviously, Andre James is the guy who just got the contract extension from the Raiders, and they're expecting him to be the center of the future, taking over for Rodney Hudson after he got traded to the Arizona Cardinals. But depending on what happens in training camp, maybe it doesn't shake out that way. Maybe they say, hey, you know what? Nick is doing a much better job at the center position, and we'll put Andre at the guard position. Both of those guys could play multiple positions, and I think that that really is a good thing. And, you know, a lot of people have been talking about they're trying to go 100% to that zone blocking scheme and and really get the kind of guys that Tom Cable wants for that zone blocking scheme. You know, there's there's got to be something to that. You know, there's got to be something to that where I, I kind of felt like they were doing fine, even with the big guys like Trent Brown and Gabe Jackson and Rodney Hudson, even though they're better suited for the power blocking scheme, they were still able to execute the zone blocking scheme when need be. But uh, yeah, I mean, there could be something to the fact that they're just going all the way 100% zone blocking scheme. And these are the guys that they're going to move forward with. But the good thing is, again, with Nick Martin being a guy that is very versatile, that'll help out and, and provide some depth at the very least. Uh, I think those training camp battles will really be good. And Nick Martin, I think, is a, probably the better pass blocker than he is a run blocker but again he could do multiple things so, so that's a good thing also on Wednesday Kenyon Drake the new running back for the Raiders he was on Sirius XM NFL radio and they were just asking him questions about being with the Raiders what attracted him there uh, of course he's going to be with Josh Jacobs so you know everyone's looking at him as hey why would you go there and be a backup when you could be a starter somewhere else anyway here is a quick little clip of his conversation that he had on Sirius XM NFL radio talking about joining the Raiders playing in that new stadium uh, obviously state of art facility state of the art i feel like vegas is a you know just a, a crazy town with you know fanatics from all different types of sport but bringing the raiders there uh even takes that up to a whole other different notch with that um you know that fan base i'm just really excited i, I was talking to my agent about you know opportunity to kind of go in there and plan in that stadium plan for that fan base for that tradition and it's just something that i feel like anybody is kind of drawn to you know even if you're you weren't necessarily a fan it was you know the allure of playing for the Raiders of seeing them classic silver and black is is, is something about it that kind of draws you there and now that I'm you know playing for them and you know remembering the names of like Charles Woods and Ken Stabler just those greats that kind of dawned those colors um you know you got to get the opportunity to kind of go out there and prove your your own work what has Coach Gruden or any of the other guys, Greg Olson, told you about what the role for you is going to be as part of this offense and as part of this running back group? Um, just being able to be, I mean, I feel like I'm being a dead horse with the phrase, but a versatile playmaker. Just I have the capabilities of, um, you know, being dynamic in, in, in open space. Um, obviously, Josh has, you know, the same ability. Uh, I think what our styles kind of complement each other the most with is his bruising, attacking ability, and my ability to do the same, but more with uh, just a little bit more pace in the open field, and that would just kind of give us almost a 
the classic thunder and lightning type of feel. And then both, in a sense, we could switch off in those roles and he can be dynamic in space and I can, you know, get tough yardage in any situation as well. So it, it, it doesn't give the defense anything to kind of key on. We both can be versatile in any given situation, and I feel like that's going to make us very dangerous. So there was Kenyon Drake. He was talking about playing in Vegas, playing in that new stadium, playing with his uh, college teammate Josh Jacobs, even though they didn't play together in college, but they both went to Alabama. Roll! tied so uh, you know anyway he's he's just excited uh he thinks he brings a, i think he brings a lot of versatility to the table i think him and jacobs are going to be really really good together uh, like he said whenever uh, uh he gets on the field or jacobs is on the field a defense doesn't really know what's coming because both those guys could do a lot of things they can get in open in space and, and do some things they can run between the tackles they can run on the outside i mean there's a lot of good things that both those guys can do uh very similar with each other and and i think that uh hopefully john gruden has a really good plan on how he plans on using both of those guys and the final little soundbite i wanted to play for you today here on uh, the lockdown raiders podcast segment number one news and notes of the day before we get into some some draft stuff and this is actually a little bit of draft stuff as well mike mayock and raiders offensive line coach tom cable were both at usc's pro day on wednesday and uh, this is a tweet from vic tafer he said uh, mayock and cable at usc's pro day today to check out guard tackle elijah vera tucker quick with good control power and hands measures six four and a half and 308 pounds with 32 and one eighth inch arms He's at a 5'10", 40, not ideal length for a tackle, but a first-rounder should start for a long time at guard or right tackle in the NFL. Again, that was from Vic Tafer from The Athletic. He put that out on Twitter. And so after Pro Day, my guy Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network, he actually caught up with uh, Elijah Vera Tucker and talked to him about his versatility and the fact that he could play guard or tackle and what would he like to do on the next level. Elijah Vera Tucker, one of the top offensive line prospects in this year's draft class, just concluded his pro day. Elijah, what was the number one thing you wanted to prove to the NFL scouts out here today during your pro day? Yeah, well, I think, you know, probably the main thing uh, was just to, you know, showcase my athleticism, you know. I feel like you look at tape, um, you know, you see that both 2019, 2020. So just out here, you know, working on the online drills, um, you know, the shuttles, three cone, you know, I just wanted to, you know, showcase my athleticism. It has been impressive how you didn't miss a beat going from mm-hmm. guard to tackle and speaking to some of the personnel out here from these NFL teams, they're excited mm-hmm. to see if you can play both yeah, at the yeah. next level. What do you want to play yeah. at the NFL level? Yeah, well, for me, I mean, uh, um, as a lot of guys would say, for me, it really doesn't matter. You know, wherever the team needs me, I'll play. Um, you know, definitely, I enjoy tackle this year. You know, I haven't played in four years since last year. So, you know, definitely being able to get a crack at it in the league uh, would definitely be a great opportunity. So, you know, i say if I had to pick one, I'd probably say left tackle. I know you had the confidence to play left tackle mm-hmm. here at this level to prove your athleticism. How gratifying was it to actually do just that this mm-hmm. past season? Yeah, well, I think it was a great opportunity. You know, uh, when I came back at the time, you know, uh, Coach Jevin, my line coach, you know, told me he wanted to put me at left tackle. And, um, you know, didn't have enough experience, a lot of experience at it. But at the end of the day, you know, how to do what's best for the team. And, you know, I think it really just showcased, like I said, my athleticism. And, you know, just showed I'm a real versatile player. We saw Bengals offensive line coach mm-hmm. Frank Pollock leading you through some of those drills. What did he want to see out mm-hmm. of you today? Yeah, well, I, know, I think he wanted to, um, you know, just see how quick my feet were. Um, you know, I think I, you know, showcased that pretty well today here at Pro Day. Um, you know, also my hand placement, too, was a big one. Um, you know, also core, you know, how well I could stretch, too. Um, I think, you know, all those things he wanted to see. And I felt like, you know, I, showed, I proved, him, proved to him that I could do it.
So just wanted to play that sound bite right there with Omar Ruiz and Elijah Vera Tucker uh, from USC. Offensive lineman could play guard or tackle. And the reason is, obviously, the Raiders have a need at offensive linemen, especially right tackle. That's still a, a question mark. What are they going to do with that? And not to mention Mike Mayock and Tom Cable were both at USC's Pro Day checking him out. I know they were checking out all the players there, but you have to feel pretty good that they were checking out the offensive linemen when you have Tom Cable, the offensive line coach, in attendance with you. So uh, just wanted to play that and, and realize that he's a guy that I've I seen a lot of mock drafts have him at like the top 10, top 15. He could be there for the Raiders at 17. I do believe he's an option there for the Raiders at 17. So definitely keep your eyes out for him. Coming up in segment number two, Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network. He had a media session following Alabama's first pro day. You'll hear some of the sound bites from that, plus TCU safety Trayvon Merrick. He had his pro day on Friday, and I broke down a little bit of that media session as I was a part of that. He's a guy that's been mocked to the Raiders at number 17 overall by Mel Kuyper Jr., and I think there's a couple others that might have put him out there as well. But you'll hear from Trayvon Merrick, and you'll hear from Daniel Jeremiah all coming up in segment number two. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple great sponsors here on the Locked On Raiders podcast, and the first one is rockauto.com. They're a family business. They've been serving auto park customers online for 20 years. All you got to do is go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, and they've got everything. Engine control parts, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, you need it, they got it. Doesn't matter if your car is a classic one or a daily driver, everything you need few easy clicks away, and it's delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com, the catalog is unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly check out all the parts available for your vehicle. You choose the brands, specifications, and most importantly, the prices that you prefer. That's right, the prices at RockAuto.com are always super low and the same for professionals as it is for do-it-yourselfers. So there's no reason to spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Right now, go to RockAuto.com, check out all the parts available for your car or truck, and while you're there, in the box, write Locked On Raiders Podcast. That's how they know that I sent you and that that I'm doing my job. Great selection, super low prices, all the parts your car is ever going to need, all from rockauto.com. I also wanted to tell you about Built Bar, and I wanted to tell you about the Built Bar March Madness Challenge that's going on right now. I've been telling you about it for a while. Built Bar is making all of the protein bars go up against each other because they're all really great tasting, right? Well, they want to find out which one is the best tasting Built Bar. So they're just matching up bar after bar after bar. They're doing it March Madness style. So today's Built Bar Challenge, today's matchup is Mint Brownie versus Coconut Puff. Mint Brownie versus Coconut Puff. Who's going to be the one or what's going to be the bar that's going to move on to the next round? Well, you could decide at BuiltBar.com or you can do it on Twitter at bar underscore built. Get your vote on. And while you're on the website, BuiltBar.com, uh, you might as well go ahead and get you some more bars, right? While you're there, uh, look in the cabinet. Maybe you're running out. Maybe you need to re-up. Well, go ahead and do that right now. BuiltBar.com. Check out what flavors you want, whatever one of your favorites are. It's all good. Uh, go ahead and get you another box of them. And when you do that, use the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order just like that. That's LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order just like that, all from BuiltBar.com. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to get into some NFL draft talk. And what I mean by that, Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network. He's a guy that uh, I really, really respect. He's one of the lead analysts as far as the draft goes. Uh, he's kind of been touring all these different pro days that are going on. And the thing about it is, these guys can't be there. Like, DJ's not there in person. But he's able to see it and monitor it from his house. And then he's able to comment on it. And he holds a media session afterwards. So on uh, Wednesday, I believe he was at 
uh, at USC's and then or he was monitoring USC's and then on Tuesday he was monitoring Alabama's first one they're actually having two pro days but uh, he was monitoring their first one and he had a me- media session following that so I broke it down and just I thought there was some sound bites from it that were really good that had to do with potential Raiders guys that could possibly be on the Raiders radar as far as the 2021 NFL draft comes up not saying that they're all going to be Raiders or any of them are going to be Raiders but I think that they're all guys that could potentially be on their radar so let's go ahead and jump into it and then you'll also hear from TCU safety Trayvon Merrick in this segment as well so let's go ahead and talk about what Daniel Jeremiah had to say from the NFL Network and the first comment and soundbite that he had was on cornerback Patrick Sertain he's a guy that a lot of people look at as cornerback number one maybe cornerback number two if you think Caleb Farley is that guy is the number one guy either way he's going to be a first round draft pick he won't be on the board very long but DJ was asked about his workout and just what he thought overall of Patrick Sertain yeah it was really good I mean when you look at the testing stuff and start there um you know it's outstanding numbers when you kind of put him up side by side with with Jalen Ramsey just from a testing standpoint it's eerily similar I think they were a pound different um uh very similar across the board and what they did there um as a player, to me, can't came into this process. You know where we are standing today is is just the just behind Caleb Farley is the number two corner. They're both two big, uh, physical, athletic corners. I had Farley just over him, um, but you know we get the news that just came out about you know Farley needing back surgery, which you know I'll try and dig into more of that of what the severity of that is. But some teams even before that had uh, had Patrick as the top guy, so he's he's in the mix to be the first corner off the board. And I thought today was a really uh, a really solid workout for him. The numbers were great, and I thought the field workout uh, moved around really fluid for a big guy. Not easy to do. Now, I know you're saying right now, Q, Patrick Sertain's not going to be around at number 17, and I don't think he will either, but I will say, if he is, the Raiders should pounce on him. You know what I mean? He's a heck of a defensive back. I think he's DB number one in this whole draft, but that's just me. Look, J.C. Horn from uh, South Carolina, he did really, really well in his workouts on Wednesday. He could be another guy that, uh, you know, the Raiders could be looking at, and I know that, you know, they have Trayvon Mullen. I know that they get just drafted Damon Arnett, uh, number 19 overall, but look, if we're talking about best player available, and for somehow some reason, Patrick Sertain happens to be there on the board at number 17, the Raiders should pounce on him. Uh, I didn't think that C.D. Lamb was going to be there at number 17 either, but he was, and the Cowboys got him a year ago. So, crazier things have happened, stranger things have happened. Sometimes there's a need at different positions, offensive linemen, quarterbacks. You never know how it might just fall, how the draft might shake out, and Sertain could be sitting there at number 17. If he is, I would say that the Raiders need to go get that dude because he's an absolute stud. Of course, his dad, a longtime NFL guy as well, so he's got the pedigree. He knows what it takes to get it done in the NFL. So, again, that's probably like my dream case, my dream scenario at number 17 would be that Patrick Sertain was there. And and for anyone who says, hey, they already got corners, look, you go get that that corner. He's a stud. He's an alpha dog, and you figure out the rest later. You know what I mean? You just figure it out later. Well, we all know that the Raiders need defensive tackle help. I've talked about linebacker help as well. I still think that they, you know, need to address that. So Daniel Jeremiah was asked about defensive tackle Christian Barmore and then also linebacker Dylan Moses, what his thoughts on on those two guys were. Yeah, so we didn't get to see as much, you know, because we were covering this from home. So you're kind of beholden to what camera shots you get. And so I didn't see as much of Barmore through the field workouts. The testing numbers were good. I don't have him in front of me right now, but he, you know, he's 310 pounds, 6'4", 310 pounds. And um, I think he ran in the low four nines or high four eights, which is outstanding for somebody at that size. He's a tough evaluation to me. He's kind of like the, the classic, you know, boom bust 
guy, which usually puts them early in the second round is when those guys come off the board. I know he had battled through some injuries, but you watch him early in the year and he just, you know, he, he didn't always play hard. There wasn't a lot of production, not a lot of difference making. And then you come down the stretch and he was hell on wheels uh, in those last couple games. So you can see, you know, where it's trending and what's in his body and what's, what he's capable of. Um, but there's not that long track record, you know, even with Quinnen, you know, Quinnen was that one year, but it was from game one to the end of the season dominance. Uh, and you don't have that with Barmore. So uh, he's a tricky one. It's it's not a good D tackle draft. He's probably going to be the first one that gets picked. Um, but I think there's a real chance we don't see a defensive tackle go uh, in the first round. And then Dylan Moses, um, you know, obviously you'd notice him when he was younger before the injuries and uh, you get excited about him. But when I went back and watched him this year, you know, I, he's a, he's a good player. I like the energy that he plays with. I still think his eyes really work well. Um, I thought he struggled some in coverage and I thought he struggled to get off blocks. So those are the two issues that I had with him. Um, I, I viewed him more of a day three pick. It's a really, it's actually a really good off the ball linebacker draft class. So um, that could push him down a little bit. So I don't, I don't think I've seen the same player that I really, really liked when he was younger. Um, but you draft him hoping that, you know, just another year of health that, that he gets back to being that guy. So there's Daniel Jeremiah talking about both defensive tackle Christian Barmore and linebacker Dylan Moses. And I'll talk about Moses first. I like Alabama. I watch Alabama all the time. Moses, ever since he got injured and tore that ACL, he has not been the same guy. He really hasn't. And that's unfortunate because that before that ACL, he was going to be a first-round draft pick. Now he's looking like a day three guy at best. You know what I mean? So somebody's going to get a good linebacker. They're not going to get a great linebacker. As far as Barmore goes, what scares me about him is that he runs hot and cold. He's not hot all the time. He's not the guy. And even said you know didn't give good effort all the time like that's a problem if you go to Alabama and you're not giving good effort there's a problem there so I don't really think that the Raiders should look at Barmore and say that that's the guy that you know we want to go get at that defensive tackle position unless you just think that you could light a fire under him he could be hot all the time I want guys that burn hot I don't want guys that you've got to try to motivate to play you know what I mean like that's that's not my style. But then again, that's just me. Maybe Rob Marinelli looks at him and is like, yeah, that's my kind of guy. Uh, doesn't sound like he's going to be a first-round draft pick. He'll probably be a second-round pick. Maybe if you're looking at him at the end of the second round or maybe in the third round, maybe you take a shot at him. But uh, I just I don't, you know, don't want to invest or I don't want the Raiders to invest in a high pick for a guy who burns hot and cold. I need a guy that burns hot all the time. Also, I talked about the the offensive line position. We all know that the Raiders need a right tackle. Uh, and I, I think that they could use a guard as well. I mean, I think they just need to go ahead and make sure they continue to have depth along that uh, offensive line. So Daniel Jeremiah was asked about Alex Leatherwood. Is he going to be a guard or a tackle on the next level? Well, first of all, he tested really well. And you can see the explosiveness there. Um I, I viewed him more kind of as a right tackle, um, and I'm going to give him every opportunity to uh, to be successful there and show that he's not a right tackle before I would kick him inside the guard. I know some teams have already done that; they've already they've already got him up on the board as a guard. He's got some things you know to work on at tackle, uh, particularly he kind of opens up his outside gate a little bit, and that's uh, that's that's allowed some pressures. We saw that early, particularly early on in the Senior Bowl week. Um, in the one-on-ones was something he's he's got to clean that up. Um, but I, you know, I think he's done a lot of work with Duke Manningweather, who's outstanding uh, in Dallas. And Duke's been working with him on a lot of these things. 
And the kid, everything I hear about him from folks at Alabama and Duke and everybody else I talk to is how intelligent he is. So uh, he's not perfect. He's got some technique flaws that he needs to work through. Um, but to me, I'm going to give him the opportunity to start at tackle, knowing that if that doesn't work out, I've, I've got an opportunity to have a really good guard. So um, that's kind of how I see him. I think he's a day two guy in a really deep draft at the position. I think you're talking about him. You know, probably the highest he could go would be the back end of two would be my guess. Um, uh, I don't he didn't get out of the third round for sure. So there was Daniel Jeremiah talking about Alex Leatherwood. Wanted to bring that to the table because, again, you know, we all look at it and say the Raiders need a right tackle. They're going to have to go get him at number 17. But, again, this is a very, very deep draft when it comes to offensive linemen's tackles and guards. So maybe they go and get a guy at 17 that's just a stud like a Sertain or anyone else. I'm just throwing Sertain's name out there. And maybe they wait. And they go and get a Leatherwood in, you know, the end of round two or even round three. I mean, and then he ends up being a, a, a stud tackle for years to come. I mean, that option is out there. So that's why I wanted to kind of bring to the table what Daniel Jeremiah had to say about Leatherwood. Uh, can he play guard or tackle? Again, having the ability, if he's a tackle at first and they say, hey, you know what's not working out, let's kick him inside the guard. That's fine as long as you invest and make sure that you go get a guy who could play right tackle. So anyway, that was all I have with Daniel Jeremiah and uh, Alabama's Pro Day. Wanted you to hear quickly a little bit from Trayvon Merrick not too much uh, the first one you're going to hear is actually my question I asked him since he is mocked to the the Raiders at number 17 by Mel Kuyper Jr. I asked him hey have you talked to the Raiders and what's your thoughts about being the first safety off the board in the first round draft pick uh, I have I have talked to the Raiders a little bit a um, bunch of great guys um, great conversations great you know great meetings um, but your second question I mean it's a blessing man this is all I ever wanted um, you know I, I want to go in the first round but but, hey, I mean, anywhere I go, whatever round, it doesn't matter. I'm just blessed for this opportunity. So he's not going to be a guy that's going to answer questions in great length or anything. But he did say that he talked to the Raiders and had some good conversations. Now, uh, from the the past, you know, Raiders normally don't talk to guys that they draft. You know, and sometimes they do. I know that they talked to Josh Jacobs last, not last year, two years ago when they drafted him and said, hey, if you're on the board at 24, we're going to take you. And, well, they ended up doing that. So, I mean, you know, maybe the new regime will talk to guys. So who knows if Merrick is really on their radar or not, but you know that they for sure have talked to him. So he was also asked about the conversations he's had with NFL teams. What have they mainly been about? They've actually said the same things I've been saying. They said, um, you know, they use their safeties in multiple roles. So if you if you can come here and be versatile, um, that'll just help your just help you, you know, even more. So they think um, I can fit in and, and plug and play anywhere they need me. Um, and, and that's kind of the talks right now. It hasn't hasn't really been any specific uh, positions that they've said. They just said all over the field, wherever they need me. So there's TCU safety Trayvon Merrick talking about conversations he's had with NFL teams, what they've mainly been about, and it sounds like it's all about versatility. You know, they use their safeties in multiple ways. Well, one of the ways that safeties are used, as Raider fans know very well, is playing in the slot. So Trayvon Merrick was asked, how comfortable is he playing in the slot? I definitely feel comfortable and confident playing in the slot. Um, like I said earlier, uh, being at TCU, it put me in a lot of positions, especially coming down in the slot and covering man. Um, so I feel really confident, really comfortable. Um, they've showed me a lot, especially with technique. Um, and then just eye discipline, you know, just trusting um, what you've been practicing, trusting what you see on film, um, trusting your leverage. I mean, it, a lot of things go into it. So I think, um, you know, just 
going each day. That's something you improve on in practice. So I'm sure Raider Nation all just freaked out right now hearing that because, again, does he not sound like the guy that the Raiders tried to make LaMarcus Joyner be, you know, playing the slot as a safety? But it sounds like he's very comfortable. And as a guy who covers the Big 12 like a glove, I know he did a great job in that. But again, TCU and the Big 12 is way different than the NFL. Playing on Saturdays is way different than playing on Sundays. But I do believe he could do a really good job of it. But then again, you're putting a rookie in there and you're trusting him to go ahead and, and hold that spot down. So uh, I, I know that a lot of Raider Nation is like, no, they probably cringe when they hear that. But he's a guy, if the Raiders were to invest in him, would probably play the slot, play multiple positions on that defense. And uh, the final soundbite I want you to hear from Trayvon Merrick, TCU safety, is what is it he brings to an NFL team? Just simple as that. You know, if he were to be selected by anyone, what would he bring to that team? Uh, definitely um, versatility, like I mentioned before, um, just being a, a player that can fill in multiple spots if, if they need me to. Um, and then communication, uh, processing, and then just being a great teammate, a leader, um, and just somebody who wants to find a role and, and be the best at it, you know, no matter what it is. So there you go. Versatility, leadership, communication. That's what Trayvon Merrick brings to the table no matter what team he goes with. And again, Mel Kuyper Jr., longtime draft guy from uh, from ESPN, has him mocked, or at least he did in one of his drafts, had him mocked to uh, the Raiders at number 17. And, you know, I think that that's a little high for Merrick. But again, if that's who you got your eye on and you can't trade back a little bit, maybe that's the dude you go and get. And I'm not saying it is, and I'm not pounding the table for him. I just know he's a hell of a player. And, you know, maybe the Raiders want to get their, their young safeties and have Abram and have Merrick back there and, and have their their duo for, for years to come. Uh, we'll see. But uh, just a guy, I wanted to bring that to the table because he is a guy that has been connected to the silver and black. So that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag. College hoops, man. March Madness is going on right now. We're about to be back into action the first weekend. Amazing. <laughs> Serious. So many upsets. So many things went the opposite way of most people's brackets. Well, you could have been really a part of that, not only just watching the games and enjoying it, but actually being a part of the game, and that's by getting your gamble on. And betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, they can help you do that. Real simple as that. They got lines for everything. It doesn't matter if it's college hoops, NBA, UFC, hockey, baseball starts next week. I mean, it's everything and anything. They've got a line on it. BetOnline.ag, if you open up a free account today, you can get a a 50% welcome bonus. All you've got to do is use the promo code locked on. You put $200 in, you're going to get an extra 100 to play with. You put 300 in, you get 150 to play with. Whatever you put in, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus as long as you use the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. Check them out on social media at betonline underscore ag. Take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Again, betonline.ag. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. First off is a text from California Dave. Says, hey Q and Raider Nation, with Mariota taking a cut in pay, do you think he's up for a trade again or a true quarterback competition? 
My feelings are he's going to be our backup, but with more playing time this year since he's coming into camp healthy and has a chance to win the starting job next season. That's from California Dave. Uh, appreciate the text, man. It's good to hear from you again. And I think that I think he's still possibly up for a trade, but like I mentioned in segment number one, he has that no trade clause in his contract, so he has to approve the destination. You can't just send him anywhere. He's got to approve it, which is okay. That's fine. But either way, I mean, he's in more control than he was originally. Um, I do think that if he is the backup this year, he's going to get a lot more playing time. I think that the Raiders plan on using him in certain packages, uh, maybe down by the goal line in the red zone, or just using him as a weapon in general. And maybe this is just me hoping that they do what I want them to do, but I think that that is just what they've got to do. I think they've got to use him in uh, some kind of form or capacity on the field and not just in case of emergency break glass. He just he can't be that guy. That'd be a waste of his, of his talent, of his ability. Uh, you saw what he was able to do week 15 against the Chargers. You can use that on a weekly basis. You absolutely can. So hopefully that's what the Raiders choose to do. Next up is a call from Nate in Arizona. He's calling in to talk about Marcus Mariota as he was listening to the podcast and he's talking about a potential draft day trade. Here he is, Nate in Arizona. Hey, yo, Q, it's Nate from Arizona. Yo, I'm listening to the podcast and, of course, I'm listening to it before I heard uh, what was said on the huddle. Uh, so I wanted to chime in on something I just thought about about Marcus Mariota. I wouldn't be surprised if they might try to make a bundle or something like that, try to bundle something up for a trade up during the draft that involves him. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't remember if you guys talked about it already uh, on the podcast, but it just it just seems to make sense to me. Sounds like something. It, it sounds like something that wouldn't surprise me right now. That maybe it's something, something with potential that could help move up. I know it's that uh, he sounds like he really does want to be a Raider, but I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened. I don't know. I was just wondering what your thoughts might be on that. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Loving the podcast. Talk to you later. Peace. Nate, thank you for the call. Talking about that draft day trade, kind of package something together. And yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. But again, I think the biggest key is he has to approve the destination. When you get that no trade clause in your contract, all the control is in your hands. If you say, I'm not going to Washington, then you're not going to Washington. I'm not going to New England, not going to New England. Now, if he says he's going somewhere else that he wants to go, cool. But I'll tell you, man, just listening to that soundbite from Marcus Mariota, he really sounds like he wants to be a member of the Raiders. So I honestly, my, my best idea or, or my biggest idea or greatest idea, whatever you want to say, however you want to word it, is that he ends up being the Raiders' backup in uh, in 2021, and then whatever happens after that happens. But I think he's satisfied and happy with being in Las Vegas. Next up is a text from OGLV. I'm assuming that means OG Las Vegas. He says, Q, real quick, I'm going to start pounding the table for your boy Q and Mike Pritchard at 7 a.m. to kick off Raider Nation Radio in the morning. Clay is cool, but low-key it seems like Pritch kind of hates Clay. <laughs> Probably because Clay often says some ridiculously stupid things on the air. But anyways, what do you think of that? Not that I can actually make that happen, but I can make some noise, and I'm out here in Vegas. That's from OGLV Raider. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate all the love. I started off the show talking about all the love I got for being on Vinny's show. And, you know, Raider Nation Radio is great. I don't know what they decide, you know, what, what direction they decide that they're going to go. You know, when even when I was on the show or on the station every day with uh, Scott Goldbranson doing Silver and Black Today, I never really understood why they had a morning show. Then they went national. Then they had JT. Then they had Silver and Black Today. Then they had uh, Vinny. And then they went national again. Like, if you're going to have Raider Nation Radio, you should have it, like, all day long. But – 
I get it. You know, maybe you don't have the staff and maybe you don't have the, the funds to make sure that that happens. But, uh, and, you know, and even talking to Steve Cofield, you know, I talk to him every Tuesday. He does sales for the radio station as well. And he's like, Q, we need some product there. And, and, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, like like the people on the station are, are products, but they need something to sell, you know. And so it's kind of it's kind of jacked up if they don't have, you know, a show to sell. So right now, I mean, they only have what? Pritch and Clay in the morning. Then they have JT and they got Vinny. And for a station that is, you know, Raider Nation Radio, and I say that in air quotes, that's kind of not really a, a big staff. You know, you've got to be able to have some guys that can bring the goods. But uh, either way, man, I'd love to be there. I'd love to be at ESPN Las Vegas. They're all owned by the same company in the same building. I mean, hell, you could put me on both stations, I'd do it. But they know that. Let's put it like that. The powers that be, they already know that. I, I don't know what they're waiting for on pulling the trigger, but it is what it is. Uh, next up is a call from Jordan in Oregon. He's calling to talk about his excitement of having Marcus Mariota sticking around in the silver and black. Here he is, Jordan in Oregon. Hey, what's going on, Q? It's Jordan in Oregon calling in. Uh, just heard the news that Mariota is going to be sticking around with a restructured deal. I couldn't say, you know, um, I, I guess what I mean to say is I'm pretty darn excited about that. I kind of didn't see it happening. A couple weeks ago, it sounded like it was pretty much a done deal. He was going to be moving on. But um, for the price of $3 million at the at the bottom end, and it looks like up to eight. I think it's a great deal. I just uh, wanted to call in today, and and uh, maybe some other callers will point out too what they think that you know Raiders should do. But I really hope they can utilize him better than last year. And what I mean by that is not only like red zone little packages, but it sure be awesome throughout the game just randomly to have them, you know, have some sort of package where we get into a third and short or even a second and short, and that. You know, um, there's a package that's already coming on field that's ready for that situation with Mariota. Maybe some sort of hurry up situation where if they get in the short downage and give them a couple down that a few plays that they could, uh, go into some hurry up mode. But anyway, super stoked. Kind of excited to hear what everyone else thinks about it. Hope you're doing well, Q. Peace out, man. Jordan, thank you for that call, my man. Appreciate you. And yeah, I definitely think they could use his skill set to their advantage. I mean, you got a guy that can help you be dangerous offensively or more dangerous offensively. You've got to find a way to take advantage of that. So uh, thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Next up is a text from JWB951. Say that thing like five times fast, right? JWB951. Anyway, it says, hey, Q, JWB951 here. Great job on the pod. I listen every day and can't tell you how great it is to get my daily Raider fix from someone who speaks the truth. I have a comment and a question. I can't believe the negativity on the Drake signing. Jacobs has started strong the last two years but limped to the finish. Adding Drake allows us to keep each back fresh and have some leftover for postseason. The same for Mariota. We all remember the hit that canceled Christmas. We need 1A and 1B running backs and quarterbacks. This gives us distinct competitive advantage and allows latitude in being creative with play calling. It also hedges our bet with our reworked offensive line as well as trade bait should a starting quarterback go down. I would also like to see us extend contract. I would also like to see us extend Carr's contract sooner rather than later. Do you see a quarterback in the mid-rounds that could come under Carr and take over when Mariota moves on? Thanks, Q. JWB951 out. Um, good text, first of all. Thank you for much, so much for that. Good text. Thanks so much for that. 
And I think you're spot on when it comes to Drake. You know, it's 1A and 1B. Jacobs and Drake, that's great. You have a starter on the field at all times, and even if you're able to put them on the field at the same time, great. You know, again, you're right. Uh, Jacobs hasn't been able to stay healthy at all, and it's only been two years, but he hasn't played 16 games yet in his career. He's gone over 1,000 yards, but he has limped to the finish line, like you said. So if you can keep these guys healthy throughout the course of the season, that's great. And Marcus Mariota talked about it quite a bit. If you can use him in the game plan action, great. Do it. Make it happen. You know, as far as a quarterback that could that could be drafted later on after, uh, and sit behind Carr, I don't really have a guy that I, I'm pegged, you know, like I, I got my eye on this year. I had my eye on Jalen Hurts last year, but don't really have a guy like that. Not yet in the process. I'll start to kind of dig a little bit and see any guys that may be, you know, third, fourth round guys that, that could possibly be uh, guys that they add. But for some reason, man, John Gruden loves him some Nate Peterman. And, of course, Mar- Marcus Mariota is there this year. So uh, we'll see. But – Anyway, great stuff, man. Definitely appreciate you. So that's all I got time for on today's show. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have some more NFL draft talk for sure. We'll have more calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. And, of course, we'll have more news and notes of the day as we finish off this week really, really strong as we always do. Appreciate all the love. Appreciate all the feedback. Uh, We'll be back here tomorrow doing the same thing as we always do. So Raider Nation, stay strong, stay safe, wear your mask, social distance, take care of yourself, do what you got to do. But most importantly, as always... Just win, baby.